Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by LNC from the great state of Texas. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Um, hi, Dawn. Hi. hi, Dan. So today's podcast... Episode 226. Nice. Got to do things a little bit different. We don't have a whole lot on our little sheet today. Unlike uh, last week. Unlike last week. <laughs> Instead, we're going... Is This going to be more of a blog sort of thing. We're just going to talk about how we feel about a particular topic, mm-hmm. what we think about it, and uh, maybe there'll be a rant in there to make uh, <laughs> Detroit Will happy. Ooh. I really shouldn't call him Detroit Will. Well, actually, why not? We'll call him Detroit Will. That'll be his new scene name. His new scene name. <laughs> um, so we're going to be chitter-chatting. We're going to be blogging a little bit, a little personal reflections about community, about the kink community. Is there such a thing? Mm-hmm. Maybe talk about leaders in the community a little bit. Who knows? Who knows where it's going to go? Um, but no, no clue. No clue. Yeah, that's the whole <laughs> blog idea. We do this on a kit. Every once in a while, we throw the scripts aside and just kind of talk about a topic that's in our little heads right so especially one that's been floating around so much recently and um actually we do get asked this question on occasion so how to deal with um local communities so and and more specifically the kink community mm-hmm. yep. so different cities different communities before we get started the one is uh, just a few little things we want to mention real quickly mm-hmm. first off the uh new kink erotic awakening kink starter cards are doing fantastic. We have a, a good number of backers already. We have not hit the goal yet at this point, so we would ask you, oh, podcast listeners, do us a favor, head out to kinkstarter.eroticawakening.com and check out the Kinkstarter project. We're trying to get funded. Uh, you may find them valuable. You may find them useful. You may find them wonderful post-Christmas <laughs> presents. Because so. they're not going to be available until January-ish, February-ish. Yeah, January, February. So right in there. Everything's lined up. It's just a matter of getting the order in there. But the trick with um, Kickstarter that we like to mention is that it has to be fully funded for it to be a go. Right. So if you donate and it isn't fully funded, then your credit card's not charged. Right. So, but, again, but if it is fully funded and, and you did the amount to get your free deck of cards, right. yay! You'll have a free deck of cards and you'll be the... Envy of everyone's toy bag. Is, now, and some people have actually ordered two decks of cards. I'm not I sure. That. You said maybe maybe they're switches. It's a switch couple, so they want to have their own <laughs> deck each. That, that's possible. I like that. Or it could be that one person wants to make sure they take out the cards they don't like, and they're going to switch it. <laughs> I don't know. That might be it. That'd be cool. <laughs> so that's the kink starter uh, card game. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess we're just going to knock out really quickly... Um, we only have two shout-outs. Yeah. So we've got um, a Facebook like. Mark just found us. Hi, Mark. 
And then we have a new subscriber to our uh, email mailing list and from Australia. Which is good because we're balancing that out because we just had someone from Jordan drop off the mailing list. Aww. So we needed that, that balance of, <laughs> on that uh, adding inter- our international flavor, I guess. I only send out one email a month, so sometimes it makes me curious as to why somebody drops off the email and, list. <laughs> and, and, and from Australia, if you're listening now, there is a group called... Um, Australia gets an erotic, erotic awakening, awakening that one of our Australian fans started, so you might want to go check that out. Yep. Join that group out on the Fet Life, mm-hmm. and you can connect with other EA listeners out in Australia. Nice. So maybe one day we'll actually get out there. That is the plan. We Ooh. have a lot of plans, though. <laughs> we do. Hey, but they're coming to fruition. And um, as before we get into our... Oh, well, you know what? I guess we do. We Absolutely. It's getting close. Uh, really close, as a matter of fact, as time to go. To which one? Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's Kinky Fun Group. AIS's Seasons Beatings Parties is on Saturday, December 15th, just a couple days away. $20 at the door, bring your photo ID, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. at the Princeton Club in Columbus, Ohio. It is in the VIP room. You can find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Nice. And we've also got um, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple with over 20 years' experience and sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom-made items and the repair and restoration of your leather goods. Slave-tested and master-approved. Find out more at www.manorgear.com. That's going to be some fancy little audio editing idea to get their each, each people's music up there correctly. <laughs> nice. You and I were re- le- recently listening to... Episode 12 oh of the gosh. podcast. We were taking a long drive on our anniversary, as a matter yes. of fact. And uh, it was really painful to listen to our old episodes. <laughs> I needed coffee, apparently, and because I spoke. We talked, yeah, very slowly. slowly. And it was like, oh my God, ramp it up a little bit. Come on, yes. come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad when you put your own podcast on that one and a half speed just That's to what, get through it. That's when I tell people that, um, that tell me, oh yes, I'm starting from the beginning and working my way through. I just kind of shake my head a little bit and go, it gets better. Yes. <laughs> I am going to say uh, I will preemptively strike if you think that we're in our little blogging and ranting about community and leadership. If you think we're full of shit or you're on board, you can get a hold of us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or with the got comment form on the webpage at www.eroticawakening.com. As well as follow us on Twitter at Dan and Dawn. All one word. Indeed. So what are we talking about tonight, sir? So... Uh, community is pretty... Inter- now, first off, so the first thing I have to say about community is there's people out there that say, look, there is no such thing as a kink community. We're just a bunch of people that have similar value or similar kinks. Mm-hmm. There is no community. Right. To those people, I say, okay, I, I agree with you. You are not part of the kink community. Mm-hmm. You can go on and listen to something else now <laughs> because you won't be interested in the rest of this. Right. And, you, you know, you certainly have that right to... You know, I just want to come to a party once a month and get my spank on and be done. I'm not involved in the politics and the group leadership and all that kind of jazz, and that's fine. And a lot of people, and I would say probably 50, 60, 70% of the people are like that, right? They just want to come to the parties, have a good time, and then go home and not worry about how they happen. Just the mm-hmm. fact that they can show up, here's my $20, here's my or sometimes here's my little dish to share, mm-hmm. or here's my bag of Fritos, where's the paddles? Right. So, and, and that's fine. 
that's fine. So, but we've seen another side, you know, once you start participating, there usually is in almost every big city and a lot of little ones, you know, have what we call a community. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, here in Columbus, good gosh, just tonight, you know, community got together for a rope group. And they brought food and stuff, you know, and people got together. Oh, somebody in the community just had a baby. So our bat is off to go visit oh, yeah, the couple yeah. that just had a baby, you know, and to bring them a gift. And, you know, we go to each other's, each other's, you know, we go to funerals and you and I have clergied for funerals and we've clergied for collarings and, you know, we've supported each other and a lot of stuff like this. Yeah. And there's a, there's a great example of that is, you know, if you don't believe that we have here a community, that there's more to it than the play parties then you probably didn't go to any of the recent funerals that have happened. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, here in the central or the Ohio area, we've had in the last year, matter of fact, centered in the same community in Ohio, oh two funerals gosh, recently. Right. One of them uh, due to illness, one due to a traffic accident. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really interesting to see that, uh, at least for the second one, there was 30, 40, 50 people there. right. And about 10 of those, 15 of those were family, blood relatives mm -hmm. and friends. And the rest were part of their kink community. And it, right. And it's not overtly that we're a part of the kink community, but it was interesting to see their family looking around going, wow, I had no clue this person was loved so, right. you know, was so popular. Well, even with the first one, they ended up having a leather funeral mm -hmm. and um, the one that was by illness. And, um, you know, the family was told. This was his life, you know, and nobody was really overt, but we were told we're allowed to wear our leathers. All right. You and I did the uh, funeral, mm -hmm. you know, wearing leathers. And um, the, the partner in the relationship, the surviving partner, uh -huh. her daughter had come to rescue her mom, thinking she didn't have any support here. Yeah. And she pulled me aside later. She's like, oh, my God, I had no clue. I'm leaving mom here. This is her support network. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just really fantastic to, to see all the support. And, you know, to this day, I see her posting on Facebook, you know, she's moving forward. She's moving forward with her new group and, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. And just lots and, of support. Yeah. And now we'll get into the, the negative aspects of the, you know, the, the bad things that have hap that happened in a community, too. Mm -hmm. Right. But. Uh, the other thing that's on my head that you'd mentioned earlier was the whole, you know, when you and I ran for the International Master Slave title. Oh, my now, goodness. Uh, just the amount of community support that we got was, uh, was insane. And for us, community was not just Central Ohio. It spread to, to Dayton and Cleveland as well. Uh -huh. You know, oh, so and Cincinnati got, and all throughout mm -hmm. Ohio and the areas around Ohio. Yep, yep. And they, they've all got their own like um, smaller community groups, like Cleveland's mm -hmm. got its own group, sure, Dayton's got sure. its own community, you know, things like that. But even they work very well together. When events are put together, people talk to each other, you yeah. know, and it's just really neat. It, and it was really neat to see, as a matter of fact, we just spent some time with somebody who's from a, a different state and mm -hmm. from a different community and listening to the, the challenges that they're having in uh, their community trying to get shit in some kind of semblance of community versus right. uh, uh, the monarchy, you know, individual independent monarchy states that people want to create. Mm -hmm. um, but to finish the, the positive thought there, the um, 
you know, when you and I ran for title, most of the, there was like about 80, 90 percent of the people that were supporting us had gave a rat's ass about title. Right. You know, they knew that somebody from their community, we had a big fundraiser because the, the one of the things about these title contests is that you um, you have to do fundraising to go right to do travel. them and travel yeah. and all this jazz. And uh, they really backed us and came and they wanted uh, they wanted us to do well and they wanted us to be supported and to mm-hmm. not have to worry about, you know, food and where we're staying and transportation. Um, and it was fabulous. It was the leather community and the kink community. I mean, yeah. they all mixed together. And, you know, in some places that's really separate. And here there's still a little bit of separation, but it's it's uh you've got the leather and kink community and then you have the gay leather community mm-hmm. and there's there's crossover there too a little bit of separation but some crossover and you know and and uh, leaders from both try to work with each other and it's really kind of neat and it was neat to see everybody pulled yeah. together oh absolutely and even now we just decided um i was thinking i know somebody that works at like a rehab house and it's for, um, it, it's kind of like a rehab house, but also a domestic violence shelter. And women are able to stay there with their kids, mm-hmm. right? As they try to get their, their um, life put back together. So someone in the community works at a place like this. And I started thinking, well, he gives so much to the community. I'm going to help what he supports where he works. Right. So I went and looked and decided to adopt a family. And, but what I wanted to do was to give people that may not be able to do this on their own, a chance to do it as a group. So the room adopted a family, a larger family. And, oh my God, I posted it on FET on the room. Mm-hmm. And within minutes, people re- were replying what they wanted to fulfill with the wish list of mm-hmm. these kids and mom. And the office is now, I'll, I'll be wrapping stuff all morning tomorrow and delivering it to, to the place. So, I mean, people just very supportive. Yep. So I... It makes me cry. <laughs> you know, um, I, so the flip side to this, right, mm-hmm. is the empire building. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Uh, uh, we're very, very fortunate in Columbus right now. We have very little in the way of empire building or people that are, um, if you support me, you can't possibly support them. But we've certainly mm-hmm. seen that in other areas. Um, and Columbus has had its moments. Oh, absolutely. Not really going on right now that we're aware of. But um, it, it's had its implosions and explosions over the last couple of decades. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you and I first got started, um, well, you know, it's a blog. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> there a group in town called Moral, and that group's still around, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... But, but Moral started because the group right before that had exploded. It had... So there was nothing around right. when Moral got started. Well, there's NLA, but NLA oh, was a little right. more targeted towards a specific group of people mm-hmm. um and then moral went through its growing pains i guess it was where i was going with that where and we did we got to go through the the depth of um how communities can be a little self-destructive and assholishness you know we had a, a person or two in my opinion that was just just being an asshole about it uh, and then they leave and move away mm-hmm. um I don't know if any of those people... And I can't even think of this guy's name at this point. Right. But, uh, you know, so this kind of shit happens when you have... And the funny thing is when you step back from it, you recognize that there's a lot of times why communities blow up, why they implode, is because you've got um, people that want the community to be strong and good and grow, 
and they have a vision. And then there's other people that also have a vision. And the visions, you know, instead of working together, they say, well, I'm just going to march my way, you march your way. As a matter of fact, the way you're marching is kind of destructive to my way, so I'm going to fuck you. Um, well, and that one seems to have a lot to do with ego, personal mm-hmm. ego. And, you know, I'm okay with having personal ego if you balance it out with, you know, the benefit of everybody else as well. It's when it's your way or the highway, that's when it gets a little messy. Yeah. So, I don't know. The, um, the, and the interesting thing is a lot of these people, a lot of people that become leaders in our community or that uh, are engaged in the community deeply aren't trained to be leaders. They're not trained to speak well or trained to build bridges. Um, you know, they're just guys and girls who are trying to get shit done, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, and, and they have a passion, Usually the, the, the leaders that work with the community tend to have a passion for the community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can really see that. We just had a leader meeting recently, and we're all passionate about, you know, keeping the community flowing and working together. And, you know, how can I help you? How can you help me? And really, it's, it's a give and take. Now, Columbus, like any other place, has also got you know, a couple of things, a little bit of drama going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's really vocal and sometimes it's not. And I try to sit back and watch anymore. I don't really get involved. If it was something that really, 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 really spoke to me and I needed to speak out, I would. But um, at the moment, I'm just watching. And actually what I'm doing is taking into consideration some of my clergy training. Mm -hmm. And that is that all groups, all communities have this dynamic. And in this dynamic, you've got so many people that you're going to have all personalities represented. You know, it's cross-cultural. It's um, whatever you would find in a a huge major group, you're going to find in these subgroups. Right. So you're going to have balanced people. You're going to have unbalanced people. You're going to have introverts, extroverts, you know, loud people, ego strokers. You're going to have all of this. And to me, part of what keeps a community going is how the leadership works together. Mm -hmm. The people running the groups and having the events and doing the parties. If those leaders are backstabbing, you know, and not supporting each other, then there's going to be sides taken and there's going to be division. Mm-hmm. So, And we've certainly uh, seen that in other communities, um, both firsthand and secondhand, where people become so destructive to each other that it causes splinters within the community that you're ended up with this idea of if you like group A, you're not a part of group B, you must mm-hmm. hate group B and vice versa. Um, I like how we don't really have a lot of, um, oh, I don't even know what word to use. You and I don't have a lot of times where we take sides. Mm -hmm. So we can go play and dip in everybody's sandbox. (laughs) We do get to choose, um, where we play and who we play with and who we mm-hmm. interact with and what groups we interact with. See, my, my, my problem is I don't – like, for example, we've recently had um, a variety of a little drama things break out. And I hate to call them drama because they're significant deals. But, mm-hmm. you know, person A um, had an issue with person B. And I'm obviously 
uh, trying to respect people's anonymity and all that kind of jazz and not get so much stuck into the story, but stuck into the points of it. But person A uh, had a person a problem with person B and accused person B of something. Well, I like person A. Mm-hmm. I also like person B. Mm-hmm. And I also like person C, D, and E that are impacted by all of this, you know? Right. Um, but I also know that we all see things through the experience and the lens of our own eyes. So by continuing to cultivate at least a sense of neutrality and a sense of being the observer until you hear more and find out more, you're able to not have to take sides and to be somewhat of a, of a as you were saying, a neutral party mm-hmm. until there comes a time to not be neutral. And I think there comes a time to not be neutral as well. Uh, but it's important that you know, you don't jump on the let's hate this person bandwagon, um, at least for us anyway. Right. And it would be easy to do. And, you know, and what I find is that when someone does usually, um, they usually post about the drama, you know, or they're, or they're kind of loud about it. And the people that respond the quickest are usually ones that got triggered by mm-hmm. the story. So when they respond, they haven't had a chance to breathe and look at what might be truth. Right. Instead of what's being presented. So, you know, they're using their own filters, which is how all of us deal with the world, you know. But they're um, they're responding out of their own filters and it can come through very harshly and, you know, not give the other person a chance to speak up and, you know, things like that. So, again, I try not and I probably used to be one of these persons. You know, we we just (laughs) did this interview a couple of weeks ago about my triggers, (laughs) you know, and I've really, really, really had to learn how not to respond to things through a trigger. And that's a great point, because that's one of the things is because of our power exchange relationship that I assisted you in learning. (laughs) And I've done the same with Bat and I've done the same with Candy. And so I've set some parameters on here's how you're going to respond to things publicly. You took away my 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 emailing privileges Mm -hmm. for a little while, you know, until I could verbally figure out how to express myself without doing it through a trigger. Right. So, and to, uh, to, I mean, I certainly cultivate your right to express yourself, mm -hmm. but you have to express yourself from a position of expressing yourself, not from judging, not from attacking, not from trying to defend but simply to express yourself exactly so and one of the best things that i can say we've cultivated is being that neutral party like you said so what last week um you know i'm I'm always at the room so and there's a lot of events going on at the room and i would have a lot of people come to me just wanting to talk and ask my opinion and i would look at them and say you know i would really like to remain a neutral party in this so I'm not going to give an opinion. You can still talk to me. I don't mind, but I'm not going to take sides. Mm-hmm. And they would sit back and go, you know, I like that you're neutral because I can talk to you and you're not going to feed what it is I'm feeling. So that way I can dig to the truth of how I'm really feeling. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that, that it gives them the opportunity because if I jump on their bandwagon, all of a sudden they can't look at the other side. They can't put the other pair of shoes on. Right. You know, because the, the energy will just feed and feed and feed them until they think they're right. And they forget that there is another side. Whereas if I can remain neutral, they can sit there and go, you know, well, I feel this, but maybe this is true. Or maybe I should look at this and 
you know, they just, they don't have to defend or protect or, or anything. Mm-hmm. They can just be and try to figure it out. And I kind of like that. Well, one of the, one of the complaints that people have a lot about the community is, or what they'll complain that the leaders, that there's leaders that don't do anything or the community needs leaders or leadership. And that's kind of a sticky wicket as well, because you don't necessarily, we don't have anyone that leads the, uh, all the people that are into rope, right? Mm-hmm. There's no single leader that says, oh, all rope people, you should be led by Bob. Um, <laughs> And we don't have, we, we have leaders in the community, but the, the terminology of leadership is a little bit different because you don't have to do anything that the leaders say in your community. Um, yeah, they're not like, I mean, there's a couple that are voted in by their groups. Sure, absolutely. But they're not voted in like by the community to represent the community. They happen to be the leaders of the groups or people that take action for the community. Mm-hmm. So those are seen as community leaders as well. Yeah, and a lot of times uh, what people don't realize is that a good leader does take actions that they just don't broadcast it or they don't feel the need to uh, make these huge proclamations, you know. Um, just from our own personal experience, right? If we we found out that there's a particular person who is a... Um, uh, registered sex offender and this is not a you know not I heard a rumor this is I went to the uh, sheriff's website and saw this person's name and saw what they were charged with and we made the decision to that they're not going to attend our event mm-hmm. now that doesn't mean that we have to come out publicly and chastise this person or make a proclamation or that we publicly list a ban list or anything like that um, we simply say look you're not in it is not in the best interest of our the people that are looking for us to do a little bit of leadership, to bring this group together, to give them a safe place to go interact, for you to be there. So you're not going to be there. Um, and I, a lot of times people don't realize that leaders do this kind of stuff in the background all the time. As a matter of fact, it's just more effective than, you know, uh, and it doesn't mean, you know, we're not talking about blacklisting people or blackballing people or things like that, but we are talking about you know, um, there are some thresholds that, you know, we set up rules and guidelines for the groups that we run. And if you're going to operate outside of those, then we're going to say, okay, you're not welcome in our group. Doesn't mean you can't go interact with other groups. Um, yeah, because each group kind of makes their own decision too. Yeah, yeah. Being a leader, actually, of a group, from a group perspective, it kind of sucks. It's kind of a shitty... You and I were a leader of uh, a group here in Columbus sometime back called Chords. Ran that thing for about 18 months. And uh, it's very stressful. It's very um, challenging to lead a group like that. And people will be have opinions, strong opinions about <laughs> how things should be done. And, um, you know, I don't mind so much. And uh, a friend of mine. He said, well, I'm going to start running this thing here in Columbus. And um, I said, hey, good for you. I hope you enjoy that because you're going to have a lot of people that love you and a lot of people that hate you. And your skill at leadership or how good a job you do or how good an event you run, it doesn't mean anything to anyone, right? You're still, because the more popular you get, the more people are going to suck up to you, the more people that are going to hate you just for being popular. And you'll continue to have people that don't care. Just make sure we have a venue so I can get my spank on. 
<laughs> yeah, we kind of warned him that the bullseye gets bigger as he gets more popular. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, and, it, and it's just the way it is. And, and, you know, and like I said, group dynamics, it's, it's just always going to be that way. But there's, there's ways of making it more mellow and not make so many waves and, you know, look at me, look at me. And, and it's just, uh, there's so much more out there besides individuals. But so what is your job as a member of the community? If you consider yourself part of the community, what does that mean? Do you have any responsibilities? Well, different people are going to answer differently. But if you're asking me personally, okay, we've been part of the community and we've not been part of the community. We were part of the community, the local community for a while. Um, There was some drama and we decided we didn't want to be part of the local community anymore. We went on the national circuit and can't even tell you what was going on locally. Mm-hmm. You know, if people were meeting, if new people were coming in, if anything was happening to anybody, we were clueless and, you know, on purpose. And then we decided to come back into the community. Well, to be part of the community, we started participating and seeing what people needed. And, you know, you go to a meeting and you put a chair away when you're done and you pick up after yourself and you see if there's any holes that need to be filled. You know, we started um, the MS chats. Mm-hmm. So the MS circles, because there was a need to be filled. We started, you know, a couple of other things. And you don't always have to start stuff, but you can support people that are starting stuff as well. You know, we just, it, there's a shift. Yeah. And you're actively participating and you're not. So. And, and again, you know, we're not, we're not saying that one's better than the other, Mm-mm. but if you want to be part of the community, then you have to, it's an action, right? Mm-hmm. It used to be uh, in another group that I belonged to years ago that you would, and this obviously years ago, because <laughs> you can't do this anymore. You'd show up early, you'd be leave late, you'd help dump ashtrays, put the chairs away, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that still holds true. Uh, you know, like, you know, if you find it, if, if you want to go to a party that they're, uh, maybe they're taking over a hotel ballroom. You know, your event organizers will be just thrilled if you hang out till the end and help carry that furniture to the truck, you know, and then unload it somewhere or pick up after yourself, you know. But just make life simpler or make things simpler. To me, being part of the community means don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. It means when you talk, keep in mind, whether you're online or not, that you're talking to other human beings and have some uh, some compassion, some Understanding that you're, uh, you know, they call what do they they call that uh, when people beat up on other people online and they they have this cute little word so you don't have to take it seriously. Um, snarky, know. being snarky. Oh, being snarky. You know. Yeah. Mm. Um, but when you interacting with people, to understand you are actually interacting with human beings that are um, just as worthy of being treated respectfully than you are. Uh, you know, and this is one of the downsides, one of the things I kind of miss about the community that you and I currently interact in um, is that there's no more the, the whole power exchange, right? The whole master slave thing. It used to be that it was kind of understood if somebody had a problem with you, that they could come to me and mm-hmm. I would address it. And if I had a problem with somebody's slave, I would go to their mistress or master and they would address it. And it, was, it was pretty much understood. You know, and um, the last time I did that, which would have been uh, six, seven months ago, a person who I thought was a fairly good friend of mine, and I had an issue with an action that his slave took, so I brought it to his attention, and um, 
you know, that door has been closed to me ever since then, you know? Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's very uh, bothersome to me, I guess. Uh, that one actually bothers me greatly, you know, because... I don't know. I just I ex- would have liked that to have gone better I, or differently. I think, you know, um, it's really it's interesting though to see you know um, people are often of the opinion when something happens they're of the opinion oh I think this should happen I think that should happen well go fucking do it then. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the word I just wrote down was responsibility. Mm. You know, if you're part of something, take a little responsibility for it. Take responsibility for your actions. You know, if you don't see something being done the way you want to do it, instead of bitching about it, like Dan said, go do it. Yeah. You know, there's room for a a lot of different groups, a lot of different thoughts, a lot of different ways of doing things. And if you start something and people agree with you, they'll follow you. You know, if you provide something, a a niche that wasn't being filled, then people will join your group and there'll be crossover. They don't have to leave a group to join a group. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So responsibility and and that was one of the things that we learned early on and that we were big fans of and continue to be big fans of if you don't like the way a group's being run um you know and we when we would have people that joined groups that we ran and they said oh boy you should do it this way you know uh, we would listen and we would say oh that's that's an interesting idea we don't really want to do it that way though but if you want to do it that way we're going to help you start a group so here's how you start a yahoo group and nowadays of course it'd be here's how you create a fet life group and uh, here's a good night, maybe. Maybe you'll like this night. Maybe that night will work out well for you. And here's how you advertise it and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And go fucking run your own group. And if you're doing it the right way, congratulations. And if our group suffers and dies because your group's so much better, well, then, okay. We'll come right. join your group. We'll come join your group. And we won't have to lead ours. <laughs> we'll sit in the back seat for a while. That's a nice change of pace, too. It is. So, um, so one of the things that I found out is that to run a group, I need to have a passion for the way it's run. Mm-hmm. You know, if I try to run it for someone else and someone else's passion, it's going to fall flat because my passion's not going to show through. Right. And it's it's the the passion of leading the group that helps other people in the group kind of feel stable about the group, you know? And, you know, yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, what it just what, uh, what I think of, instead of... You know, instead of putting all your energy into standing against something, stand for something. Stand for what you believe in. Stand for how you think a group should be run. Stand how you, for what you think the community values and energy should be focused on. Um, you know, you you are, no matter who you are, you're much part of the community as you want to be. And you can run things if you want to run things. Anybody can run a, start a group nowadays. It's easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and I'm reflecting on, on the, the couple that we had come visit us from out of town recently and talking about the troubles that they had in their community. Just And, you know, it's challenging when, when the people that are already there just want to be empire builders. They just want to have things their own way. And, um, and if their response is, look, this is the way we're doing things. Go do it your own way. Maybe that's, you know, and, and that's really one of the things I advise them is say, fuck it, just do things your own way. And. People will vote with their feet is something that one of the local community leaders here keeps liking, likes to say. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll vote with their feet. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's challenging when you just want the community to be stronger and you reach out to other people in the community. Um, and they're like, no, no, I like my empire just the way it is. I don't need anybody's new ideas threatening it or fucking with it. Um, 
Well, you know what's complicated, though, is that there are some places and some cities where it's like everybody wants you to know what the politics are and what the divisions are so that if you invite this person, you don't invite that person. And if you're talking to this person, don't mention this other person. And with our event, like when we look at presenters and stuff, we can't think about that. Yeah. You know, we invite people based on the people and not the, the faction or fractions or <laughs> whatever else oh, to look I, at. It's, and it'll be you, their choice to show up or not. Absolutely. And I think <laughs> as a presenter, every, oh, you know what? As a presenter, every once in a while, we run into this too. Mm-hmm. We've had an event about two years ago where somebody said, oh, you can't, you know, you can't go event, you can't go present at that event. If you do that, then you're saying you support the person that's running the event. And nobody would support that person. And, um, you know, it's just that kind of stuff. That, that And by the way, the, I remember clearly the person who said this ended up presenting at that same event mm-hmm. a year later. Um, but just that kind of thing, you know. And I have a feeling that, you know, I mean, there's a particular event. There's a, a particular city we present at for a particular group uh, a fair number of times. And this other group in the same city we've never presented there and you know we have people members of the group saying oh we'd love to have you come out and the leadership's always like oh eh, you're in town a lot for that other group so i don't know if i need you for my group here Mm -hmm. you know is that kind of thing that that's fine you know build your politics the way you want to uh but that's just interesting thing that we get hit with on occasion as well exactly so it's a shame but you know what i like our community yeah yeah, it's got its bumps, but all in all, I really like how everybody gets along. The, the only other thing that, that uh, gets under my skin is that you you have people that are actively undermining other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, which it, at least if you're going to post something public on FetLife, I can, I, I can, you know, you've got a little bit of courage to be that publicly, but... Um, we had somebody recently say, hey, so I don't know who this person is, but they wrote me this email about how much you suck. Uh, have you ever met this person before? And they're like, oh, that person. Yeah, they do that a lot. They, they'll send, you know, when they'll see somebody's involved in something, they'll send an email under the radar to say, oh, by the way, you should be worried about that person. They suck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's unfortunate, too. But again, you, you know, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to get away from it. Uh, like you said much earlier, in a group of 100 people, whether they're 100 kinky people or power exchange people or the next 100 people to walk out of a Target. Or a or, church. Or a church. <laughs> yeah, a church. Uh, you're going to have people that are kind and considerate and simply want to have a good time. You're going to have people that want the best for everyone. And you're going to have uh, a pervert and you're going to have an asshole and you're going to have a thief and you're going to have, you know, everybody, Right. Just because you're you're kinky doesn't mean that we get away from all those things. And you know, uh, at least in the leather focused groups, they talk a lot more about ethical behavior. They talk about the ethics of having, you know, a leather heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kink community doesn't really have that. They have safe, sane, and consensual, and risk aware, and <laughs> um, you know, and. And that was one of the things with House Meta that we was kind of interesting is trying to align people with similar ethical views and beliefs that we tried to do. Um, at least as a master of, at this point, uh, slaves and bats, um, <laughs> my little Kame, um, 
I do get to say, here's your ethical behavioral guidelines that I expect you to follow. And people I mentor, I expect you the same thing. I mean, I, well, fortunately, the, the people that I'm actively mentoring right now have similar ethical views to me. But like Master Sherry is a fantastic example of, you know, she'll think about how does this reflect on me personally? Mm-hmm. How does this reflect on my mast, on my house? How does this reflect on mast? How does this reflect on my mentor? Um, and that's a very positive thing when you think, you know, when you recognize you're a bigger piece of the pie than just your own little whiny, you know, somebody stepped on my toes thing. Exactly. So, this did not end up being much of a rant at all, by the no, way. No, not at all. But that's okay. So I'm okay with it not being a rant. But, you know, that was one of my biggest things that helped me was that I'm a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. You know, there are expectations about how we conduct ourselves in public and things like that. And, uh, you know, I just got no energy to be anything other than neutral at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be hard to remain neutral. Now it's easier to remain neutral. It takes too much energy to... Well, absolutely, because from the neutral place, if back to my earlier example, if person A came to us and said, I'm hurting, right, we're able to assist them. And if person B the next day came over and says, I'm hurting, we're able to assist them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're able to, you know, when the lynch mob shows up for person A to say, you know, maybe this isn't necessary mm-hmm. um so i i think that the being that that neutral observer you know i mean and there's times where we will take you action we you, you had a potential drama of a, a group wanting to come to the room where you had to say no oh, you, yes. you cannot have that group at the room because it will cause strife in the community mm-hmm. um and that's one of the things that i try to work on is making is being ethical and compassionate in my decisions, but making decisions, you know, mm-hmm. leading. Um, I put community over finances at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, if we're fortunate, we can do that. Mm-hmm. So, man, that's all I got. You got anything else? I don't think so. But like I said, I, I, I like our community, even with its little ups and downs and very supportive. Been very, oh my God, have they been supportive of the room? We, we had uh, K&K from... Um, up north mm-hmm. say oh you know we've been thinking about moving what do you think about the ohio area and i said this is a fantastic community yep. whatever kink you're into there's a group that supports it mm-hmm. and if you don't like uh we were talking about earlier if you don't want to go to season's beatings and you don't like anything that uh a certain group does there's three other groups out there doing shit, right? Absolutely. Uh, people with house parties once a month. There's people with events. There's there, there's everything in this dang town. Um, Support groups of all natures. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's newbie groups. There's old people groups, so to speak. Um, Cobras up in Cleveland, co- sure. literally <laughs> kinky old bastards or something. Yes. <laughs> I love that So, uh, I I, I I personally, I agree. I very much am very uh, grateful for the community that has sprung up around here. We've actually thought of moving to some bigger cities. And for me, one of the considerations is how cohesive is the community. And it's a shame when some of them aren't cohesive, you know? It almost feels like if we moved there, we'd have to take sides. Yeah. So, eh. Eh. Just a thought. Oh, well. If um, if you have thoughts or opinions, <laughs> or you're ready to get at those, uh, oh, by the way, um, uh, Bat wrote and said she's uh, aware of what toy you, you used last weekend. 
Bat and, wrote and said she's yes, aware apparently of Apparently, she was listening to the podcast. And Uh-oh. Was, oh, and you see, there's another person that's found their own niche in the community. Uh-huh. You know, uh, bats become a very powerful part of the community, whether, uh, I don't know if she's aware of that, but with her game nights being, uh, I mean, it's really neat supportive. to see when we go to like a PD, a perversion diversion, which is a munch. Uh, she makes sure everybody's meeting each other and mm-hmm. saying hi to each other and no one's sitting in the corner by themselves. Um, so uh, people like that. And see, you know, that's just a wonderful example of what being a member of the community. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know that she leads the, the game night thing, uh, but she makes things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Malaprop is another one of those silent oh, community absolutely. leaders, you know? Um, and I could go on and on about all the interesting people that... and. Pff, Fuck, the, the funny thing about our community is all the groups out there that we don't even fucking know about. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a fucks and a... And a fucks cox, and a cocks and And a... there's the kinky bowling. And there's, I think there's three femdom groups now, which... I think can... fucks and socks might be part of those. I think fucks is. Cocks. I don't <laughs> think there's a socks. Oh, okay. There might be a socks. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's just all kinds of stuff going on. And Columbus is actually pretty... And, you know, it's the, the home... The Erotic Awakening podcast. Oh, That's absolutely. Kind of... We have a beacon on a hill. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Want to have your product, event, charity, or service is the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a $10 donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What a bargain. Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Want to have the one toy thing thingamajigger that nobody else has? Head over to kinkstarter.eroticawakening.com and get your kinkstarter deck. And you'll be cool. You'll be cool. Or something. Or something. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.